Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Another week of Los Ejos Podcast. The Sons, the Sons. We are sitting Los here in L.A. Edwards Hijos. studio. I've got Hayden to my right. What's up? I've got Robert to my left. I'm here. And my name Moro. is Chad. And uh, we're about to get into it. Another week of Los Ejos Podcast. Oh, week yeah. seven, this is. Week That's pretty seven, cool. Baby. I like Episode that. Time's flying. Crazy. Pumping them out, dude. Yeah. Can't time, stop us. Like time is literally flying doing these podcasts. Like really I cannot is. believe it's actually week seven. Oh, it's I've like in. blinked and now it's summer. Oh, summer. Huh. <laughs> well, that's a magical it word here in summer. San Diego, isn't it, boys? I mean, I'm looking outside and beautiful. It's just textbook chamber drove, of commerce. Drove up the coast San Diego to today and just like coming through like turnarounds and everything. Oh, beautiful. Just so getting a little ocean glimpse every now and then. Nice, yeah. yeah I, oh, San As Diego summers. You really can't beat it. And what also you can't beat in a San Diego summer is a day at the ballpark. And uh, <laughs> we're talking baseball today here, boys. That's and right. uh, specifically, we're talking Padres baseball. That's right. And uh, we'll we've tell got... you what the best day of the summer is to go later. But there it is. There <laughs> it is. Yeah, we've got some plans for you for uh, for a Padres day at the ballpark. But um, kind of getting into things, we'll give you a little uh, little summary of what we're getting into today. Uh, Padres have had an excellent last seven series. Um, we also want to talk charms. about um, our outfield, and and I I think the growing strengths of our outfield, uh, they're looking great, uh, productive, um, and growing, right? Right. growing and that's what we look to see out of these young guys um again we're also gonna we're gonna take a look at the farm hayden uh hayden loves taking a look at the farm down at the farm down at the farm down um, but farm. uh but then we're also gonna jump into to really the nl west and 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 yeah, how do we figure out this nl west right now i mean this is an interesting dynamic that we got going on and um uh, from there we're we're probably going to talk about how the what the padres aren't doing for their fans um and and what they aren't <laughs> doing in terms of offering us excellent ticket packages to fill right. those empty seats right there but um but stay tuned yeah exactly but and you know what um let's go ahead and get immediately into our recap of those last seven yes. seven series that we've had because we've won five of them five out of the last seven five series. Of seven series pretty good record it's, it's amazing it's amazing and like since we've recorded last i think that was May 16th, I think. It was either five or it was six, seven of them. So I'm just saying, like, we're a little bit of a lucky charm because we were talking about us, you know, being the number one most optimistic, being 500 through May. And then lo and behold, since our last podcast, five out of the last seven series, your boys are taking it home. Is, is Robert saying that? Positivity is getting Padres wins right now. I think <laughs> no, that's no, what no. He's what saying. I'm saying is that we, me, you, and Hayden are playing an integral part in the Padres' success. I'm taking credit for it, man. Maybe, <laughs> uh, yeah, to. Robert. Maybe you and Chad. I don't know. I've kind of been the the Debbie Downer of the group at times. So I'll I'll let you guys have the credit for now. <laughs> they they should give me a jersey, dude. I'm on the team at this point. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, you're wearing the jersey, so uh, you're playing the role today. This is but a John Jay jersey. I just want to point that out. You shouldn't have pointed that out. No, but <laughs> you just lost all respect for wearing the Padres jersey at the podcast. John Jay, who's now playing for the Snakes, me and me and Craig Elson went back and forth East. about it. He was like, "Yo, at least we had John Jay for a couple months there." And I was like, "Hey, man, I even have a jersey to prove that." <laughs> so he loved that. Dude. It's like my brother's Matt Kemp jersey, but uh, but let's I, we already burned oh, that, so wow, no worries about that. that. Uh, but but again, talking about you know these these seven series, right? Wait, you know, and and this was yeah, a while ago, but um, you know Pittsburgh, we took three out of four. Um, we went awesome. to nationals. We went to Washington right after that, and again, 
Nationals are an excellent team this year. And I, I had said, we take one and I'll be happy. We we, we, took we took one. We took one. We took one, and I'll take that. Um, right after that, we had a huge weekend in L.A., and uh, honestly, I thought the Padres dropped the ball that weekend. Um, yeah. They didn't really come out firing, and especially for a rivalry weekend up in L.A., um, really that first that. game wasn't wasn't impressive. I think we just got absolutely blown out. Um, but, but coming back home, uh, we had uh, Miami at home, Looked took the good. series. Uh, I went to one we of had those Cincinnati games, at Day. home, took the series. Uh, we had Atlanta Braves at home. I could not took believe we took that. The best took team the series. in the NL, dude. And, uh, and, and that what? was fun to watch. They had the best record when we they played They had the them. best record in the NL when we played the Braves. No, that's and, right. That's right. Exactly. I'm, I'm and, thinking of a and, and, and unfortunately, I went to that uh, that Tuesday night game where it was an absolute blowout. We oh, lost 14-1. Oh, to one. Unfortunately. Uh, and, and but on the other sides of that, on the Monday Wednesday, uh, we looked phenomenal versus the Braves, really and that good. was cool to see. Right? I, again, uh, playing a hot team like the Braves, they're young, they're fresh, they 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 got the will to play, um, and everybody's th- talking about them. So I think that kind of boosted us up a little bit. Not that anybody's really really taken us seriously yet, but I think that that was that was a good showing for us to just not lay down and you know say, hey, welcome to Pecco. I loved seeing Brad Hand strike out Captain Golf Swing, Freddie Freeman. And oh, the, I think it was the top of Captain the ninth. Captain Golf Swing. It was wonderful. <laughs> Freddie Freeman was pissed that he struck out right there too, wasn't he? Good the hell with that guy. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Freddie Freeman uh, is not a favorite amongst these parts. Dude, but you step, you step in the batter's box and you've got that swagger going, like you can just Tiger Woods every ball, like it's going to go out of the park every time. I have an issue with that. I do too. Um, and, and again, you know, trying trying to uh, keep pace with with our recap here. Um, after that Atlanta series, again, we took two out of two out of three from Atlanta. Uh, we went we went back to Miami. I feel like we just play these teams back to back this it's year. Been like weird, there's no the way gaps. That, like, the, there's no gaps. Yeah, the but rhythm yeah, who's is crazy. on the scheduling committee? Uh, unreal. <laughs> they're blowing it. But but um, <laughs> but again, we we went back to Miami. We took two out of three again, um, and and that that puts us on a, a four game series streak right there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, four game and uh, and currently four, right now we are streak. Uh, exactly, yeah, four streak, <laughs> something like that. Um, it's a but but we're playing the cards right now. Um, we are one and one on the series with them. There's a game going on right now, which is uh, Wednesday, and uh, I think Robert's got a quick update on that. Just to just to you know plug got, a little a laggy, update there. I got a laggy internet, but uh, of course you do. <laughs> of course, no, you we're do. up two zero right now. There we go. Yeah. So if we take this series against the cards, that just goes, you know, in addition to that Brave series, not that, you know, not that we're all, we're playoff contenders yet. And we're still five, six games Easy back. Partner. But this is where you start. Easy this is there. where you start. This you is, win series. It's again. And like I told it's you many guys, battles. like I told you guys before, it reminds me of when I was a kid and I was in Tucson, Arizona and we were watching the Diamondbacks grow. It just really feels like those two, three years leading up to their World Series run. And I know Hayden keeps talking about it. That we're no, that's an excellent comparison, though. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. And and, and I think, uh, like I started with, it's you got to win series. You got to win the mini battles right. to win the war. And mm-hmm. and this is where you start. You, you got to grind through some of these series. You, you got to... You gotta, you gotta make your mark, right? And they're 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 doing a good job of of taking it one game at a time. Look, let me just kind of rain on this parade real quick. Here comes Debbie Downer. <laughs> okay, welcome so, Debbie Downer. First of all, the weakest part of our team right now uh, that is probably the most integral is going to be the pitching staff. We don't have a pitching staff to go anywhere near the playoffs. Offense, we're twenty eighth in the league right now in OPS. I don't think we're going anywhere near the playoffs. I love seeing this competition in the NL West. I love having it so close just to keep these other teams on edge, but I don't think we're going anywhere. 
Hmm, you think it'll separate? Are, and and honestly, you know, not you know, being on the on the optimistic side of of the Padres here, those are stats that I don't necessarily look at, Hayden. And and honestly, twenty eighth in the league in batting, that's that's pretty eye opening in my opinion. And right. uh, I didn't know it, that. What's that, OPS again? Sorry, I'm you know on base plus on slugging. base plus slugging. Plus yeah. slugging. That's right. And and honestly, you take a look at those numbers and and concerning, and it also speaks to our inconsistencies, right? You can have those games where right. we slug and and we're mm-hmm. turning over our line up through and through in two innings mm-hmm. but then you also have those games where we're you know 18 up 18 down and it's like uh, what we're, we're almost at, we're almost getting no hit today yeah we're almost it, we got almost a perfect like game you can tell like first few innings it's like okay did jankowski get a hit did hosmer get a hit and if they don't you know if, if we don't start out hot you know like we said it's not so much that whole like we were talking about before where it's like if we get the lead we're gonna win if we don't get the lead we're gonna lose right we've seen a couple swings happen but it's still you can tell even when we're down starts early, early it's still hot for us and you're like okay we're gonna warm up we're gonna exactly warm up, exactly and then we do and we end up taking it well and, and which and is positive but which is which is a part about baseball is that hitting is contagious you see the guys in front of you mashing balls in the gap. You see the guys in front of you getting on base, absolutely stealing bases. It, it, it's contagious. It, it, right. it, it, it people pick up on that. Your teammates mm-hmm. pick up on that good vibe, good energy, whatever, whatever yeah, you want to like call it. Come from like a one fifty hitter when I was like thirteen. You know, like I I was only hitting when the guy before me was hitting. Exactly. <laughs> the pressure's on. The pressure's on. No, and and, and again, Big kind brag. of you know, quickly transitioning. Um, again, we played excellent. You know, the last seven series here. Again, we've battled. We battled in Washington. Um, we battled. Well, no, I, I'm not going to say we battled in LA because we didn't. But that was. Um, Sad kind of taking you know kind of transitioning uh, very quickly here into uh what is our outfield dynamic right now and so, and yeah and in what you know obviously we've spoken about our outfield uh, in length throughout this entire podcast what is us having too many outfielders what is having not enough outfielders and now we're at that point where okay we have some new faces in the outfield but also our old faces are healthy we've got Manny Margot kind of you know Trekking back to his looking a little bit relative better. norm. Yeah. Uh, Jankowski is looking excellent. Hayden, you want to you want to you know jump into that you know outfield kind of dynamic right yeah, now? So I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back a little level of optimism. Le, le, oh. Thank you. I thought you were going to bring us back down to earth. No, All right, no, keep no, us in no, the sky, no, man. No, I'm shooting for Mars now, Let's like go. Elon Musk. You know, um, so uh, I think one of the reasons why you are seeing a lot of progress and Chad, like you're saying, hitting being contagious. I think it's because of the level of competition right now we have in the outfield. One of those things that's happening, uh, one of sorry, one of the things that's attributing to that, Manny's starting to play baseball. Manny's starting to run the bases with absolute um, just composure, and he's just he's on fire. I think right now, just in, as far as his um, you know just desire to play better baseball. He's, when he's quick, right? Yeah. Once he gets on the bases, he's yeah. a he's a menace. It's a little bit little closer menace. to like last year, Manny, right? Like we talked well, about. Well, like, not not quite that level, but not, no, but it's yeah, closer. He's up to a, an aggregate of about two seventeen batting average, but since May twenty third, he's up to three oh two, uh, which is an, an extreme improvement. Uh, I think his work with Matt Stairs is really showing. He's quieting his swing. Uh, the recent article I read by Dennis Lynn uh, when he was uh, Dennis yeah, Lynn was interviewing. Uh, Matt Stairs uh, article on the Athletic 
uh, encourage you guys all to go check out that site. That subscribe. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, athletic uh, is phenomenal. Coverage. It's phenomenal. Uh, Matt Sears is basically saying that he was working with Margot to eliminate the collapse, uh, quote unquote, aspect of his swing. Mm-hmm. That is, he's trying to get him to eliminate, um, you know, Manny essentially falling over every time he wants to try and drive the ball into uh, in the gap. Uh, so that's that's really paying dividends. I think it's it's it seems to be following along with the trend of these other hitters that are coming up and quieting down their swing. Mm-hmm. They're taking away the leg kick. They're keeping the hands a little bit quieter. Right. Um, and and I think it's it's really starting to work out for a lot of our hitters. And, and Hayden, you mentioned a huge piece right there: the leg kick. I, I the leg kick, and we've seen the leg kick dropped a couple of hitters. You know, we, we've seen a couple of our podcasts just with drop ours. the leg kick, not just with ours, but but others. And that's what I was saying is after after this article came out, and you sent me that article, I went and I watched Judge Stanton, uh, Trout, <clears throat> all, and I just tried to study their swing. Super minimal leg kick. Again, I'm not a baseball still. player, so I don't I don't know what that means. But but what is, you know, Chad, as a as a pitcher, I, I wonder. Okay, so less collapse. Okay, that makes sense. Like he's not giving it his all. He's not really doing that whole like full effort. Well, collapse collapses. I think unique to Manny because he has a smaller frame for True. you know the average outfielder on the Padres roster. But the quietness aspect is different because the leg kick, I think, throws you off balance a bit when you're in the so, batter's box. But but my bigger thing is why why does that give the batter the upper edge? Like uh, from a pitcher's perspective, if if the guy's giving a big leg kick, are can you read his swing better? Can yeah, you throw? Well, and, and again, what's going on there where he's sure. getting he's getting more you know on base? From simply just changing his leg, kick. and and again, it's not. And 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 we talk about these simple fixes, right? Cut the leg kick, keep the head still. Right. These aren't simple fixes, and and these take time. Again, you gotta totally rework your swing as a hitter in terms of dropping a leg kick and or or adding a leg kick. And I think the guys that do leg kicks very well need to do leg kicks very well and have done it forever. In terms of guys that are just picking up a leg kick to gain more power, things like that, where you where you lose where you lose the consistencies in the aspect with the leg kick is your head starts moving and, and your hands start moving. And when your head and hands start moving when you're trying to get set, those that those off speed pitches look even more dirtier. That, just, because your head's wobbling yeah. and your hands are moving. And okay. so if your hands aren't set and if your head's not set, those off speed pitches or those fastballs up and away they they they're quick. They come up on you quick. Yeah. And and so again with the steady leg kick and, and keeping that leg down, you get a firm foundation. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we've seen with Margot, Jankowski, Renfro. 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 I mean you and, and again tying that all into to what we're we're seeing here, the these Padres and Matt Stairs, Matt Stairs has quieted their swings. And and again, that's the word yeah. that we're trying to use here. They've settled these swings down. Well, and with Renfro specifically, um, you know, I don't know if it was more with uh Matt Stairs as it was was the work with Morgan Burkhart down at Triple uh, A El Paso. Renfro's eliminated the leg kick. Um, he's not chasing sliders outside. And right now, folks, he's up to 268, 328, 500 first right-handed pitching. And right-handed pitching has been his kryptonite right. thus far. And that's encouraging. And we've said this all along, Hayden, and, and I think we're getting to that point, is does Hunter Renfro deserve an entire starting position on the San Diego Padres. Does he deserve to get every single start on the San Diego Padres? This year, I think so. 
I like that. I like Hunter Renfro, and I've liked everything that he's stood for since he's been on the Padres. Again, if you can hit balls off Western Metal, you're a plus player in my yeah. book. Look, I love seeing I that. I think the threshold for on-base percentage, um, you know, any sabermetrician will tell you if you're hitting or if you're getting on base over a 300 clip, I think that's sort of the par value that you have to surpass. But 500 slugging, you can't balk at that, you know, for right-handed pitching, which, like I said, has been his weakness. That's something you really have to take into consideration when you're trying to figure out the outfield mix. Nonetheless, when Myers comes back, it's going to throw a you know whole other aspect into deciding who gets playing time. Uh, finally, just to kind of wrap up the sort of the crazy changing dynamic outfield that we have right now, uh, Fran Mill is I, I settling. Think it, yeah, he's, he's settling. settling. He's playing as well as we could expect him to. Uh, hitting six dingers so far, which is fun. Which is that fun. is fun to it's see, fun. right? I mean, he, I, he hit love one that. that went over both bullpens, and that's always oh, great to get the. Fan I have not seen up. that in years. I mean, yeah. seeing that over the national general, you know, big advertisement out there. I mean, that was so cool to see, and the, I mean, what it was like a four hundred and fifty-three foot mammo, forty something. Yeah, I think. it is stupid, and yeah. I just cannot even. I, it hasn't hit the lead, the league leader, Franchi Cordero, with that four eighty-nine though. That's still the furthest home run this season. That's FYI. whoa, hot stat coming out of Robert right there. The I know I'm not a stat guy, but league. I did see that huh. stat over the week. Franchi so. Cordero, well, we miss him by the way. <sighs> we do. He will be uh, coming back for a rehab start in AAA El Paso, but that's another note. That's a yeah, that's another topic. <laughs> yeah, and, and and again, I mean, you know, our outfield this year, and and again, we've talked about it so many times now. It's it's interesting. It's 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 a it's an interesting dynamic that we got to keep keep up with. I mean that it's a, it's a worthy topic to talk about because yeah. there's so much going on with our outfield. It's, it's the biggest part because you know it leads into that trade conversation. It leads into especially with Perella playing down in second base. It's part of the infield. It's the whole conversation, oh, right? We could devote a whole home podcast run, home to run Perella. Perella. Yeah, literally. I was just about to say, Hayden, we can talk thirty minutes the about fact Perella. That he doesn't have a home run. Uh, I could. Well, just ask, change the Padres forever. on Twitter. I mean, it, it seems like every day um, I check Twitter and he's like, oh, Barella still doesn't have a home run. It's like, yeah. That, that's my thought. Every time well, he goes up to well, bat, he had, like, in, in combination last year, he had what, 16? I think he had six or seven with the pods and I think another, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12 with, with, the, with the farm team. Yeah, with El Paso. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. El Paso. And, and so, again, you know, our outfield dynamic, it's interesting. And so we got to give that a little bit of discussion points because it's ever-changing. I mean, you see new faces out there consistently. And and, uh, and speaking of new faces, um, I think we're going to transition real quick here into uh, straight down on the farm. I think oh, Hayden's boy. got some uh, some new down faces to uh, on the farm. introduce. <laughs> All right, so I'm not sure where that came from, okay, but that all was, right, that was Hayden's taking over soul. here. I, 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 I tried to, uh, I tried to personify a banjo right there. It didn't go so well, but anyways, um, I think that's a Robert and him adding actual music <laughs> rather post, than you bro. making we'll music. The banjo post. Oh God. Okay. Um, so a prospect I kind of want to let you guys know about this week. Uh, you may you or may not one? have heard of him. Name is Tirso or Nelas. Please give me some because that name is new to me. That's a new yeah. Name, yeah. So signed him in 2016 as part of the international spending spree that uh, Preller went on. Uh, native of Tijuana. So he's technically kind of a native boy for us. Uh, he's got incredible tools. Uh, in fact, Keith Law rates his uh, swing as probably one of the prettiest right now 
in uh, the minor leagues. And, you know, that's kind of an intangible. It's not something you can really, really uh, quantify in, in the statistical column. Uh, so that's kind of promising to hear. You know, tools are often something that we leave up to scouts to to uh, make distinctions about and, and tell us about as far as how they would fare as a major league player. Right now, he's slashing 267, 358, 411, which is really, really damn good. I mean, the, the middle number, that on base, is really promising. I'll only expect him to get better. Uh, as he gets older, he's only 18 right now. Uh, he's about six foot three, 200 pounds at uh, Low A Fort Wayne, and he's just blossoming. Uh, can't wait for him to get to Lake Elsinore so we can get a uh, peek at him and see how he's going to do. And uh, yeah, and it, another na- another native of Mexico, correct? If correct. I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. do you want okay. do you want Mexico? That'll and, be good once you know if he does make it all the way to the bigs, he'll be like right at home. Oh, absolutely! I think that'll be great for our fan base, and it'll be great for uh, you know just. Uh, <laughs> Chad's giving me a look like that was some cultural appropriation, but it's absolutely not. It's was not. no. Yeah, let's leave we're, politics we're, out of this. I'm just trying to talk right about here. the Padres. Yeah, this Tolos. is true. This is true. One more, and, um, one more quick thought on on the farm. <laughs> we just signed Xavier Edwards to a 2.5 million dollar signing bonus. That's a bonus. huge one. Locked down our second round pick. Yes, um, I good believe call. that was the pick that we got from the Phil Hughes trade. Thank so, you, Phil Hughes. Hey, huge, Phil Hughes. Huge, um, yeah, victory for us there. Uh, that's only going to help us in the future. Oh, right. well, only going to help us in the future and also Phil Hughes. Gonna he's only going to help right us now? in yeah, Twitter. Gotta, I mean, oh let's be God. real here. He's live on Padres Twitter. Honestly, and finally we have a, an actual like, and you see this across the league, right? You have those Twitter superstars that are, you know, tweeting out funny things. You know, right. not across the league, I'm sorry, across other sports, across other mainstream platforms. Particularly in basketball. Right. Huge in basketball, right. right? And you don't see this in the Padres realm in terms of a Twitter superstar with that little blue verified check tweeting all things Padre <laughs> and kind of being sassy and, and being fun with his fans and things like that. I like that. I love it. Too. I like I that love engagement it. with the fans. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And, you know, and it's not an easy thing. Like, let's not like put it out there. Like, you know, everybody should be doing it. No, you shouldn't be just like, you know, we don't tweet every freaking day because it's like some days you're not funny. So so don't try. Right. But dude, if you don't he's have anything funny, to man. say, don't say I mean, it but at if all. You don't have anything funny to say. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, it's not about nice or, or mean. If you don't have anything funny to say, don't say anything at all. Exactly. But no, <laughs> and I think, think and I think the, the line I think the line of uh, of Phil Hughes that that really stood out to me and I really enjoyed this and sorry, we'll get into our next segment here in a second, but give me, um give me. He was like, "Oh, we've uh, we've won the last four series since I've been here." Uh, hello. <laughs> like, uh, he was loving that. Dude, he was hey, loving the fact that we were. Everybody should take credit. You know, if you're a Padres fan and you, if you watched him, he deserves that credit. Sure, Phil Hughes. Thank you, sir. We we applaud you. But hey, hey, when we lose him, we're also gonna blame him too. No, we're not. Well, we're gonna blame I mean, the other guys. <laughs> his confidence through the roof, but he was sucking something else when he was in Minnesota. So. Oh yeah, no. Uh, again, hopefully that too. you know he's able to be a rock for us. You know, coming out of the pen and, so. and things like that. But you know, speaking of and and and, and uh, kind of a, a quick pause, uh, we've got um, you know we've got to thank the the corporation that allows us to do this. Yes, we got a big ad read, so uh, we're gonna do this fairly quick, but we're gonna try to hit all the points. Uh, first off, thanks again to the L.A. Edwards. Uh, uh, studio LA Edwards check them out they're like a great band it's not quite country not quite folk um, it's just really good vibey music if you're looking for a chill day check them out LA Edwards they're on Google Music iTunes all that stuff and that's um, the studio that we're in right now again so yeah, we're in so LA Edwards studio, studio. Uh, so big ups to them for letting us use the mics you know increasing that sound quality 
Um, and then the second ad read we got to do is to bitch and sauce. San Diego's sauciest hometown hero. Dip, spread, and smother on your favorite savory food. Please do. Um, another big thing about bitch and sauce, you know, we've, we've plugged them a bunch. So you guys know about them. I hope you guys are buying them. They're also a sponsor of the Tony Gwynn 5K that's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, you guys can check out. At least I'll be there at the booth. Uh, Chad might be joining me at the booth. So yeah, I'm going to try to make it again. You know, Poway native here. Yeah, you got to support the Gwyn. I mean, may or may not be. Are you going <laughs> to? I was about to say East County, but I just, Chad, I love you too much to even say Ch- that. Chad's Poway big... is North County. Thank you very much, Hayden. Uh, dude, I, me, me and the lady friend, this has been a big debate. I'm like, hey, Chad says it's North County. She's like, I don't know. It's East of the 15, man. It's East County. So that's that's for another day. But the point is, um, Tony Gwynn 5K is at uh, Lake Poway. And Bitch and Sauce is a sponsor. Bitch and Sauce is a they sponsor. They will be there. Come support the cause. Come get some, come get sauced. Um, and again, we should be there manning the booth. At the very least, I'll be there. And come come chit-chat. Come talk yeah. pods. Come We'd talk love bitching. to talk Padres. We'll tell you some recipes. We'll tell you some recipes for Padre success. Um, Put pitch and sauce on any kind of fish, yeah, what chicken, was your, What was uh, that thing meat. you were telling me? I mean, I, I made a halibut the other night. Halibut and rice pilaf or something like that. It was horrible. I overcooked. I overcooked the fish. Uh, the rice just wasn't happening. Put some bitchin' sauce on there. Everybody was happy. I mean, you can't argue with that. Um, it's got an excellent flavor. It just has it has this ability to just make every um, dish. Boom. I think every dish just fire. Yeah, dude. The wife overcooks the meal. Just throw that bitchin' sauce on there. Are you calling Slap me wife on. right now? Slather it on. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> anyways, and wrapping up that wife comment. Uh, whoa! All right, all hey, right. Let's get back into the hey. podcast. Let's get some tension <laughs> No, and and again, uh, no. We appreciate La Edwards Studio. We Absolutely. appreciate Bitch and Sauce, sauce. again. They're they're the reason why we have mics in front of our face right now. Yeah, and, uh, bo- we're and the both reason of them San Diego natives. I think exactly. we just plugged the fact that they weren't from LA last time, LA editors, but they're all, you know, San Diego natives. We're here in Carlsbad. It's his initials. Um, it's not Los Angeles. Right. So exactly. we're sitting here in Carlsbad, beautiful, beautiful Carlsbad. So, um, all right. And with that, you know, we're going to transition right Let's back go. into Los Hijos podcast and back into Padres baseball. Um, and we've got some deal, a quick DL talk to have. Yeah, we gotta um, update you. We've got, again, some familiar faces down on the, on our disabled list, but trying to make their way back up to the bigs. And that's what we like to see, especially out of the names of, again, we got Austin Hedges. He's making a start tonight. Um, and I'll pass in Lake yep, Elsinore. Down yep. there um, uh, again, he took BP last Tuesday or as of Tuesday. Um, right. You said he caught on Tuesday against Yeah, uh, no, he took BP and then uh, he, he caught. And, well, he started for Lake Elsinore last night. Um, I, I know he got at least one hit. Um, and I think... He's playing tonight again. I don't know if it's in a DH spot or it's in the catcher spot, but he is playing. And then we've got, yeah, and that's excellent to see. Again, we've you know been doing this platoon, you know, Rafi Lopez, AJ Ellis. Um, from my opinion, we just need an established catcher behind the plate there, and so it's going to be Absolutely. nice to have Hedges back, and especially a consistent Hedges <laughs> if he can be that. And um, not, just a quick thing, we do have to say not to downplay Ellis. At this point, we do have a big enough sample size to say he is hitting, he is getting on base, he is doing all those things. He's just a little yeah. old, so we can't count right. on him for you know the World Series run in a couple of years. We can't count on him for five, six years. So we do have to get another guy in there that's going to be that long term dude. Exactly, exactly. And and again, you know, great to see that Hedges is making his his way back up. Uh, Will Myers, he's got a little scent in Peoria right I, now. 
I'm really interested. God what's knows going what he's doing. Yeah, no, I, again, <laughs> I don't know. I, think, I really I think don't it was know. Dennis Lynn, it was Dennis Lynn or <laughs> AJ Casavelle uh, that reported that he was doing baseball-related activities in Peoria. God knows what that is. Yeah, God knows if he's actually mean? doing anything or if he's just... Uh, his publicist or whoever is putting out that report that he's making progress towards coming back for the big I, league club. I, I don't mean to be and a dick, scary. Like, is, pa- is Myers, like, is he trying to play? Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but, like... Do you want to know my opinion of my- on Myers? We can get to that later, but I've got a... Just a quickie, Yeah. I, think we I want to know. I want to know. So I know. I know that me and Chad have generally if, if he been puts super in, if he favorable. Puts in three weeks of a solid performance. I think we should ship him out for any sort of prospect package we get. At this point, I hate to say this, but I agree exactly with yeah. what Hayden said. Back up, uh, he's been nothing but a hindrance weeks. on the Padres since he's been here. He's been hurt. Yes, he's been my favorite player. Yes, he's been excellent at times. Yes, he got a cycle for us. Um, <laughs> but. You you got to stay consistent to be a major be, yeah. league ball player. You can't be sentimental yeah. in a rebuild era and in a time where he doesn't really have a defensive identity. I know I've said that word like a thousand times on this podcast. It's so true. You just you have to you have to have a role in this organization going forward. Right. And you know it, it it's partially our fault, but he hasn't been able to stick with the position. So it's but, but it's partially about... our fault. It's partially his own fault where he's not been able to really um, sort of stick. Um, you know, to a certain position, first mm-hmm. base, outfield, etc. Right, and we keep talking about maybe do we move him to third? That's where I get really iffy. No, no, like, no, don't even <laughs> go there. Don't, don't even mm-hmm. go there. We yeah. don't need to move him any more than we already have. Agreed. Again, he's either Agreed. an outfielder or bust at this point. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, first base, he was only there because he was injured, um, and that's that. And and, and again, and then there's I'm one more. I'm all praised for Will Myers, but it's either he makes it back to the bigs soon. Or like Hayden said, we get him to the bigs. He has three weeks of excellent performances, and he's gone. And we get be him a out. great DH for an AL team and an occasional spot starter in the field or at first base. Right, be right. wonderful for yeah. that role. Exactly, because it's not like he's he, he's not not a baseball. He's a great stud, hitter. Right, great hitter. Uh, he he gets healthy. dirty. Even, and what's crazy is even as a DH, he comes in. He doesn't need that whole game. He can still. Psh, psh, psh. He can still crack him. He's a man of glass, so again, a DH position would be perfect for a guy right. like Will Myers. Now the- but I, oh, wait, hold on. And at the end of the day, <laughs> I would love to see Will Myers in a Padres jersey. I'm just gonna put it at that. Sure, but I think he's, he's, he's digging, he's, he's like the he's digging his own grave. You know? He's digging he's like his the... own grave. I'm sorry, he's yep. he's digging yeah. his own grave, and, and I think that's where we're at right now Especially in terms with of his attitude of you know I don't want to be a leader. I love him, and, but, was, and I feel that. But that got in, in, in that uh, got over publicized this year. Uh, again, Will Myers is a quiet guy. He, he's not coming to San Diego to lead the charge. I mean, again, it, you come into San Diego claiming you're going to lead the charge. That's a huge backpack to wear right there. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and again, uh, you know, not dwelling too long on our DL list here, but we also got Frenchie Cordero. We mentioned him a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, Taking swings. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming back. He's going to be doing a rehab start in AAA El Paso sooner rather than later. Uh, I want to say this week, but don't quote me on that. Uh, I would refer to one of your beat reporters. We've got three of them uh, for that latest information. So that's very encouraging to see. Obviously, we want to see more 480 plus foot home runs. Ammos. Oh. Uh, so that's he's uh, ranking like yeah, first and like twenty fifth. Sorry, I was looking at like the stat cast yeah, stuff on that. That's okay. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, we got to see that back. The good thing is that we brought Fan Fran Mill up at just the right time, where I feel like he got comfortable with Franchi being here. He didn't have to kind of like do that whole clubhouse thing where he's the only guy up in the bigs, and so he kind of 
had you know F- Franchi to kind of hold his hand. It helps Fran being Mill's able to speak cr- decent English though too. Well, there's that. But Fran Mill's been cracking him. It's almost like it's almost like Franchi went away and we just subbed him for the other Fran. And there's we're still getting the home runs out of him. Yeah. We're still getting. Hosmer you know, kind of took him under his wing, as you know. Exactly. Some people are exactly. And again, you. Well, Hosmer, I mean, he is batting, what, 320 in the last 30 days with seven home runs. It's just something stupid. It, and that's yeah. a whole different topic. And, and I don't think we're going to get into that. But it is today. Yeah. excellent to see Eric Hosmer swinging it's the beautiful. bat these days. Um, but uh, kind of getting into our really what what I think all of us decided as our as our main point of discussion today was the NL West as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and where the Padres kind of reside in that and, and where, you know, our competition lies in, in the NL West. Again, just to clarify, the <laughs> NL West is made up of the L.A. Dodgers, the San Francisco Giants, the Colorado Rockies, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the San Diego Padres. And mind you, just a week ago, the Padres were four and a half games out of first place in the NL West and six games under five hundred. Yeah. Let's go through each team uh, really briefly. I like that, yeah. And just say, right. okay, you know, chances of making the playoffs, weaknesses, sort of a SWOT analysis, if you will. Well, yeah, okay. chances, hold on, so, on that chances thing, our chances in, like, the stat thing is, like, .08 of making the playoffs. Right, I think we, the will address, still, we will address yeah. our beloved Padres last. Sure. Starting well, well, first, well, yeah. Al- yeah, alphabetically, Arizona Diamondbacks. Well, let's, let's just start go. from the top down. I mean, yeah. let's just say yeah. that's I exactly. mean, well, the Arizona is, is, is on the top of the NLS yeah. and alphabetically on the top. Uh, Arizona, they've got the tools and they're inconsistent. They don't know how to use their tools. Yeah. yeah. But lately it's coming back. We'll see if they make that run. Yeah, yeah but that's, I think I think Goldie's starting to hit the ball finally. Uh, you know, he had a slump for a bit mm-hmm. and he really wasn't even seeing the baseball period. I think their pitching staff is rebounding, and I think they have a solid chance of taking the division. I'm not too afraid to say that, yeah. Especially when you look at the rest of it. I would absolutely agree with that as well. I mean, uh, you know, you take a look at, you know, what Arizona just did. They just swept the Rockies. They had an, or I'm sorry. Yeah, they just swept the Rockies, um, played well versus versus Pittsburgh, and, and, and again, inconsistent but they have the tools to be an excellent team um and that's what we've seen i mean they just shot up the leaderboards but then went one and nine uh, you know in a 10 game stretch how do you how does it happen started second guessing them pretty right exactly i mean what and then that's where we got to that four and a half games back right there but now here they are they're seven out of the last 10 um and they're 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 playing well and that's what begs the question which is always pertinent for us is are they going to do that late in the season and the dodgers are going to come up win the series you know win the league and then the the diamond actually going to be the wild card i hope it's that when we address the dodgers I think. yeah and and, yeah, and again i i think now's an applicable time to jump right in we're not going to spend a lot of time on these teams they're just going yeah, to again just give them a brief quick. recap so dodgers. but again la dodgers are in second place right now they're a couple games above 500 um two games uh they're eight out of their last 10 um and and really i think the catalyst for the dodgers right now is justin uh, turner's return yeah um he's been on fire for them it's ridiculous i hate that orange beard to be honest it's just ridiculous um and and i just i, I hate him I, I don't like justin turner i know he's because he's good and and that's Does i think my blue? predictions right, I like as him. to what their outcome is going to be for the rest of the season guys Dodgers, I, they're going to be they're going to be up there for the race of the NL West. I mean, you got to think that they're going to be start okay. they're going to they start competing, if, if not yeah. up on top and above uh, uh, the Diamondbacks very soon here. Right. If they don't get it, they're going to get the wild card. But I, I, 
I hate to say it because I always like I try to push the the Diamondbacks really far away since I'm an X fan, you know. I don't want to be like set oh. your biases aside. Right, set my biases aside. <laughs> I, well, no, I can't. <laughs> I just hope that the that the Dodgers, if anything, have to clinch the wild card. Right. Well, and again, uh, the Dodgers just got back Kenta Maeda. He's just got activated off the DL list. I mean, that's uh, again, those are key pe- pieces. They got a few guys back off, off of the DL, off yeah. of that but starting one rotation. Guy, Corey Seager's um, not come back, so hopefully that yeah. Uh, Rich Hill, what Rich Hill had that little blister for a little while there. I think he's just getting back to a rehab stint. Um, but but again, the Dodgers. They have the tools to, to be at the top of the division. Sadly, the and, and honestly, I think that's where they're going to end up. Destiny. They have all the resources in the world they need, but as it stands right now, without them making any moves at the deadline, I see them at wild card as best. I think they need to have. Seager was a huge blow. Seager was a catastrophic blow. Yeah. To them. Huge, right? I, think, I mean, when you lose your shortstop like that to a season-ending injury, that's Tommy John nonetheless. That's a gap. Yeah. That is a gap in what is your offense and defense. Yeah, and then right. the inconsistencies of Kershaw, Rich Hill being out for an extended period of time, um, really not having. Uh, you know there were floating conversations about them replacing Seager with Machado for the season, but that's you know irrelevant. But not really having that world beater at shortstop fill in for Seager, I don't think the I don't think the Dodgers are going to win the division. I think it's wild card at best. Let's hope so. So we'll move on because we don't want to dwell on the yeah. Dodgers. And uh, well, well, we're not moving on to really much else special. Um, <laughs> uh, the next San Francisco Giants. Um, let's go ahead and talk about them. They're they just, just don't uh, look they're a game below five hundred this year. But and and I think to to give the Giants a little bit of credit, they started off this year beaten and battered their entire team i felt like had a stint on the dl whether it was uh their infielders whether it was bum Gardner or johnny cueto i mean their starting rotation was hurt brandon belt was hurt um for a little while there and and i uh, but the giants will always be the giants is it an yeah, odd year does but... anybody know if it's an odd year i'm more angered at their front office than i am their actual fans their fans are you know kind of glory hogs um well, do you, and, and sorry to cut you off there yeah, but do sure, you like ahead. do you like what the front office did this year for the giants in terms of pretty much selling out no, I thought it was stupid. Me too. I mean, you you pull in a yeah, guy like Andrew McCutcheon. You got you you pull in Evan Longoria. Uh, you're you're basically what have those guys? You're basically saying we are a slave to nostalgia because we've won World Series with these guys before. That's what they're that's what they're doing. Brian Sabian is essentially saying, "Oh well, we can't afford to be rebuilding." Well, if your fans are going to go away because you're rebuilding for the betterment of the club in the coming years, they're not real fans. Yeah, you know, Golden State has had the same thing. Well, hold on. But on that same point, like no Giants fan is a real fan. Like well, Giants no, that's, fans that's have like there, the hat. there are hardcore there fans. There are, there are. But like my girlfriend and like twenty, I'll say eighty percent of the Giants fans I know, they have the hat. They ha- they got like one jersey. And whenever the Giants are in town, they don don that shit. Sure. They go downtown and they make they're it a point be to the go people. out after the game, before the game. Like yeah. they want you to know that they're, they're going to be the people that buy the Padres jerseys once we make the World Series. Absolutely. Boom. Anyways, I don't think I don't think the Giants are going to go uh, go anywhere uh, besides what? a potential wild card spot. Right. Like I said, I think that was a stupid move um, on their end to double down on their core that they have right now. I think they should have at least tried to entertain offers for everybody except for Buster Posey, and you know it just shows how I think you know spineless the front office there is. I mean, they, they essentially move. they took a core that I think their median age is easily over 31 and said, no, we're going to make another run at this. We like the guys that we have and we think that we can still be competitive. 
Yeah, it, it was just weird to me all around. I, I 100% agree with about all about that. Uh, again, I'm a big McCutcheon guy too, and I thought he did great. Not, a, not against McCutcheon, right? But, I think but in, great, in every game that I've watched, guy, you know, McCutcheon play for the Giants, it's just it's it's not the McCutcheon of old. It, it's not mm. the Pittsburgh Pirates McCutcheon where you know it. He doesn't ah, have the city behind to him. See that. He doesn't right. have that. Remember when he went to Pittsburgh and they gave him a standing ovation? Everything yeah. that city, he loves that city. That city loves him. You know, you know, we could talk about the LeBron yeah. Cleveland thing. That's it's almost Gross. the same thing. We were not going to be on sucks. That, but yeah, let's yeah. move. Anyways, moving um, on. Yeah, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> and, and yeah, and speaking of, uh, you know, the next team, and again, you know, the Dodgers, Giants, and Rockies—they're literally all right up that cusp of, of the 500 mark. Yeah. Um, the Rockies—they're 32 and 34. Um, I hate the but they've been sliding. They've been literally sliding. They've won two out of the last ten. Uh, they've got a hard ballpark to pitch in. Um, and really, their bullpen has been the biggest question mark of the Rockies. Um, they've spent the and they most. On that, spent money on that this year. I mean, um, Adovino, Davis, and exactly, um, and uh, Jake McGee all getting big money deals. I mean, here's what I think about the Rockies. I think you got solid starters. Uh, I think John Gray uh, really comes to mind. Is I, I think it, that's their ace right there. He's been inconsistent as of late. I think Cargo has been wildly inconsistent. I was tuning into uh, um, MLB Network uh, Radio on Sirius XM, and the guy made a good point. I forgot who it was. I think it was Chris Russo. And he said, Cargo really hasn't been able to be re- been able to have been relied upon by the Rockies as uh, sort of that anchor to lead them into a good record or a good sort of, uh, you know, uh, you know, a good pattern of winning going into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to even make the wild card this year. Well, right. And, uh, and again, you, you look at you too. look at what yeah. the the Rockies did this year, and, and like Hayden said, they put money out for this team that they've got on the field, like a hundred million dollars for three relievers. It, well, exactly. But then you you take a look at the guy, the likes of like Brian Shaw, who they picked yeah. up for what like twenty seven million, like something yeah. ridiculous. Oof. Uh, again, what? There's not much to show for it. There's not much to show for it. I don't know his name, and he got paid all this money. Uh, I think it was um, shit, what was his name? I'm blanking on his name. I'm I know Wade Davis. There you go. Wade Davis is who they shelled out. I think the most money for. Um, I mean, that the guy's got an familiar. insane track record with the Royals and the Cubs, but you know, I you put him in that part. Well, yeah, I would. It's, it's common thought. Uh, the common thought is relievers are a dime a dozen. Exactly. Well, and, and I think you know, moving forward, and, and as we ours. approach the All Star break, and we really Andy. haven't even talked the All Star <laughs> break, uh, you know, this pod, but oh yeah, we um, got we get at least touch on that. The Rockies, point. I think it's either it's either one way or the other when it comes to the All Star break. It's either they're going to be moving some puzzle pieces around. Or they're gonna stick with what they got and just trudge out the rest of the year. Yeah. And and again, that's that's the biggest question mark right now is if they're either gonna sell out or if they're just gonna take their take their hand and run with it. Yeah. And and again, that's uh that's yeah. I think where the the Rockies are at right now. They they put a lot of cards in play and uh, they're they're kind of trying to figure out if they can you know have a, a suitable hand with those cards. And, and right. so moving on to the last and, team and moving on to the last but greatest team in the NL West uh, the San Diego Padres we are um, at the bottom of the NL West right now we're currently 32 and 37 uh, uh, again as we talked earlier we've had an excellent last seven series in my opinion uh, we've had excellent possibly series possibly about versus, to take a series against the Cardinals possibly about to take the series Not against the Cardinals we well, took a series against the Braves right now, by the way. Um, guys where do you see ourselves uh, 
post all-star break actually i'm sorry where do you see yourself at the start of all-star break where do you hayden where in your you're going to answer this question where do you see us right <laughs> after the all-star break do you see us making any acquisitions and then where do you see us come playoff time um by the all-star break robert I you can answer that too by the way sorry being sellers. <laughs> uh contrary to many uh who believe this i don't think we're going to move hand i think hands value has surpassed such a threshold that it's he's not even going to be attainable by most GMs uh, because Han's going to demand top prospects and nobody exactly. wants to go with their prospects yeah. this day and age. I think we will sell one, two, maybe three pieces, uh, but I don't think that's going to take us out of making it interesting in the NL West. I definitely don't. Uh, but and I, I will add this additional thought too. I don't know who it was. It was an ESPN sports writer. He tweeted this one or two weeks ago saying um, if I'm the Padres I think you know I'm feeling the best out of any team in the NL West as far as my position as a franchise going forward for the next five years I think if you look around at what else is going on right now in the NL West as far as their player development at the minor leagues as far as what they've got going on at uh, at the major league squad we have sort of the most positive prognosis if you will we look like um, we're like any that. nl west team so i uh, that's kind of what i rest my hat on right now although i do not think we will be um in the running for a wild card right so i'll jump on that it's it's we look like we're at that beginning of the road where everybody else looks like they're kind of middle end of the road especially the giants right. they look like they're good at point. the fucking bitter end of their road um mm-hmm. so we look good where we're at at the all-star break i'm just gonna plug uh do do whatever you can to vote as many freaking times as possible vote from your home yeah, vote why from not? your work vote from as many ip addresses vote as for your you Padres. can and thank you for mentioning it's that. Social the driven anyway. we'll, we'll put out my my little list it's also it there's no yeah. that's the only thing that bugs me about the all-star thing is like it's just 100 do you have an, enough fans but let's prove that we've got enough fans to at least get hosmer in there he's a freaking golden glove dude should be in the all-star game yeah and if we don't get him in the all-star game because we're the freaking padres and we don't have an active social media that's gonna that's gonna take me off dude well he's and, good enough to be in there even if he's just a name he should be up there i think I gr- we'll have maybe one or two well, and, and i agree with you it. i agree with you in that regard there but at the end of the day i think one team has to have an all-star right who is it gonna be i at Brian. this point oh okay yeah, i can see that okay so and and yeah. again you got to quantify what eric hosmer has done not necessarily just the last month but the whole the whole season and i i'm with hayden i think on yeah. this on this mark I, brad hand's been relative oh i hate saying this relatively <laughs> consistent yeah. uh for the padres but, I know. but yeah and again a Especially worthy plug right there for the last vote for weeks. your padres all-stars yeah uh, they need the help the the Padres organization we'll the would love on the, the Losey visibility. Ad, Losey host fan um, club on Twitter. But again, to, you know, to kind of to, to ring us back in there, uh, you know, I'm right there with Robert in terms of you know uh, All Star break. You know, sure, sure. But uh, Robert, sorry to cut you off. But what are we thinking at the end of the season? There? End of season, I go third or fourth, and I don't think we're going to make the wild card. But I, I I think that this is the first year where we don't end up being fifth in the 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 division. So I really think that I don't think the, that's far off. Either the Rockies or the Giants. Just look at their trajectory. It's so. Rocky, that I really, I again, it's that beginning of the road thing we're building. And this is, again, the first time in the last three or four years where I look at it and go, all-star break, do I just stop and start watching NFL? Absolutely not. This year, absolutely not. You mean the CTE league? The CTE league. But, but you get where I'm coming, especially with the Chargers being on. I'm not even interested. 
with the way that the Padres look, we look the best that we've looked in the last few years. I'm interested. Even if we end up just missing it by a bit, all right, well, let's see what we do next year. I think we are on the way. I like that. And I think I like both of your responses there in terms of, you know, where we're going to be at, what both at, at, you know, the all-star break and, and, uh, and at the end of the season and I'll, you know, give my little two cents in there as well. Um, I think all-star break really isn't, is going to be quiet for us. I think, I think Mm. it's going to be a nice time to just kind of, um, you know, let our, our, our bullpen settle again, our bullpen has been excellent, but they've been taxed. Our starting pitching is finally getting innings. Uh, it's nice to see. Um, and, and again, I don't really think a lot of cards are going to be shuffled at this all-star break. I think it's still, this is a season where we got to figure out what we have prior to then what we can ship. And, and I think, uh, again, I'm right there with Rose at where I, I don't want to see the Padres end up at, you know, in the tank of, of the NOS for the end of the year. I think that we can take a four or three spot. Um, now making the wild card, it's going to be a stretch. I, 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 can, be I it yeah. will be a stretch this year. There's no questions about that. Now, would I like to see the Padres in the playoffs for the first time since 2000, whatever? Yes, I would. Now, is it realistic? Probably not. But, and that's why we asked that question to spur the discussion, right? And, and I like that. And, um, and again, that's what we're here we're talking Padres baseball ladies and gentlemen I think maybe we we skip over the trade talk I think a lot of people are talking about what we do on trades where we're going to go you know follow your beat reporters they're going to have that the biggest thing on trades is that we're not going to freaking get DeGrom we're not going after these sorts of guys yeah so I mean that was just a quick little piece that I heard on 97.3 the fan today and it was kind of embarrassing that Tony Gwynn Jr. even fielded that question but that's a yeah, no, we're not going to go out and, and, you know, give away prized assets that we have at the farm level uh, to get a pitcher who's aging. So, yeah. Yeah. And and the, uh, the next thing on, on that is or on our you know hot topics is Andy Green. Andy. What makes we'll, it- we'll give a quick little mention to Andy Green before we wrap things up here, and 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 I think what Robert's getting into there is is where does Andy Green, where does he sit in the organization? You know, where is is it a positive mindset with Andy Green right now? Is it does he have a little bit of a negative connotation to his name? And I think that's yeah. what Robert's asking. I'll let him take the take the reins yeah, on well, this one. I, I was talking to you guys before we uh, uh, went live today, just about you know where. Under what circumstance does Andy Green have, uh, you know, under what circumstances Andy Green, uh, you know, in the hot seat, really, at the end of the season? Like, is there anything he's going to do that's going to put him in, you know, sort of trepid waters at the end of the season? I don't think so. (laughs) I think it's a blanket statement, too. I'm like, I don't don't think he can do anything wrong. He can't do anything wrong right now because, again, there wasn't really expectations for this season whatsoever. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, the the people on Twitter who have been absolutely dragging him through the mud uh, have been the people who have been complaining about his lineup selection, about batting Perella third, which, you know, sure, that's probably not the best place for him, but... Is it really making a difference on our overall offensive output? I doubt it. I really doubt it. I think if you're getting down to, oh, we should have put, you know, Villanueva third or Villanueva fourth, I don't think that's going to help us. I mean, your team OPS and your team runs batted in and your team uh, runs created are not going to be affected uh, 
with as low offensive output that we have right. by just switching two guys exactly. around. Exactly. It'll help you once you get to the upper echelon and you start challenging for a playoff spot, but not where we are. Right, no exactly. And, and now's, now's the yeah. time again where you experiment. And I think, again, Andy Green, you know, at the start of the season, you did see a lot of light-up shifts and switches and, and, play, and you know, roster moves here, roster moves there. But you've got to do that as a manager and, and where the the Padres are at as an organization. Now's the time. Now's right. the time to be playful. Figure it out. And and I think it was either Hosmer or, or one of the other starters who was saying, you know, when asked about what's, what's up with the recent success, he said, well, you know, guys are starting to know when they come to the ballpark, what position they're going to play, what mindset they need to be in. And of course that's, that's a given. Duh. You should be like, I'm coming in. I'm going to play first. But it's always good to see, you know, especially where we were coming from, where we were moving them, moving them around, moving them around, moving them around. Now we're starting to settle in. This guy plays that position or that one, not three or four. That's going to make you comfortable. It's exactly. going to make you confident. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and again, I mean, it's, it's it's exciting times to be a Padre fan right now. Again, sure we're is. growing. Um, you know, we got a lot of young faces, a lot of new faces, but faces that are relatively consistent in the Padres organization. And it's nice to see that hopefully, you know, moving forward, not just this season and not past this all-star break, but, you know, moving into next season and maybe even the season after that, again, everyone says 2020, 2020. but, um, but again, it's, it's exciting to see as a Padres fan. And I know you and I can, us two or us three, um, I'm sorry, can, can, can all resonate with that in that, you know, it's a good time to be a Padres fan, regardless of where we're at. Is yeah, that yeah. We're, we're exciting. We're, we're fresh. We're new. And that's something that Robert said is that not a lot of teams have. They're at the end of their little little runs or so to speak. Mm-hmm. Padres are about to start fresh with the brand Somebody new Somebody needs run. to make that shirt like a 2020 vision shirt. Yeah, right. You know? mm-hmm. I would add this one uh, <laughs> on my end, my one closing thought. Don't get attached to just one player right now going through this process. I think we are still seeing, like Chad said, um, what we have, um, our inventory of talent. Uh, I think it's really easy to want to uh, – you know, sort of latch on to somebody who's playing well, uh, I would resist that as much as I could. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's easy to latch on to Jankowski's um, performances or Haas, well, Hosmer, Hosmer's going you know, to stay. His last um, month or so. Uh, you know, Jankowski's performances or Renfro's or, you know, even Galvis. But, you know, these are people who, um, while they're playing well now, they may not have a role going forward. So that's my closing thoughts. Right, right. And we're going to do like the games going forward. No, absolutely. And, and again, you know, before we close out here, um, we've got, uh, again, the, you know, our final game in, in, uh, in St. Louis, um, uh, this, this evening, uh, that game is currently on going. Um, but, uh, coming up uh, what is tomorrow, Thursday, the 14th, uh, we're at, we're in Atlanta for four games. Uh, that's another huge series for us. Um, again, if we can take two out of four, I'd be happy, um, uh, but again, Atlanta is an excellent another, team. Another win against um, the uh, Coming back, what is next week? We've got A's in got town A's. for That's two our games. Only home games, um, which we will be week. a part of. Yes, we'll be there. I think uh, we may or may not be celebrating my uh, birthday uh, yep. that evening, so that should be a good one. Oh, don't be bashful. We will be celebrating. Uh, <laughs> there we go. And then uh, <laughs> closing up next week, um, uh, leading into the weekend, we got another series up in San Francisco with the Giants. Another again. Uh, rivalry you know series there it'd be excellent to take that series as well and again you know keep up the train we're winning series this year's boys and uh, and then if you win series 
Your record may or may not creep above 500. <laughs> it, so it may be that, that overhanging thing of beating the 500 mark. And so on that, you know, the two home games that we do have next week, uh, it looks like ticket prices are fairly, you know, normal 20, 30 bucks. Um, there's a giveaway each day. There's a there's Father's Day socks on the 19th, and then there's a um, fanny pack on the 20th. I might have to go back to back. I kind of want that fanny pack. That fanny pack looks sweet. It's I an know, old school right? fanny pack too, so, huh? I that, like that. That's a twenty dollar fanny pack for you though, dude. Because it's the fucking it's ticket, the package. ticket package. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we're not going to talk about it this oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're we don't have talk about we don't have enough time about that. So but um, but we think but the the it, Padres organization is ah, is really uh, shooting themselves in the foot by uh, by not, not offering the, summer packages. But again, this is Robert's getting so mid, heated over there, and we got to cut him off. Baseball and and extra do, do extra have, money for giveaways. Do we have any more fervor left for addressing the fact that Padres don't have a monthly pass? option are you guys are you if guys, guys want to get into it we can get into it for the last three minutes or four minutes or so i i voiced my opinion i'm heated about it dude i'll say i'll say this i know i said previously that i had closing thoughts and i was going to shut up after that i will say this one last time <laughs> and then i promise you i will not have any more hot takes so you have Contending teams, good baseball teams that have monthly park passes that are very affordable. You have the Cardinals, who we are playing right now, have a $30 monthly pass. And that's go to any home game during the month and you will get tickets. This is equivalent to, to like $2 to $5 a game. Right. You have um, the Braves that are offering a park pass. You have the Nationals that are offering a park pass. The Brewers. Uh, the list goes on and on. I'll say this one thing when you've got America's finest amusement park. Or sorry, uh, finest ballpark. What finest food court? Are, are we are we riding what a roller coaster in the Echo Park? No, is the food is, what I'm saying is you've got park? the best food, the best beer, the best like amenities for a ballpark. Don't worry about the ticket price. If you get me in the ballpark, I'm spending a few hundred bucks. This is true. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. So stop charging thirty. 40 bucks for entrance fee just give it away man give it away because the minute i'm there i'm drinking three four sculpins i'm eating one two meals because i like to show up you know for yeah. bp the so, anger about the beer prices goes out the window after you have that first ipa i don't care about That's the beer true. prices i care about the ticket prices i'm fine with paying 13 bucks for a beer but just yeah. don't wreck me on the ticket price okay well anyway we're and again uh, a lot of ranting to be done with the Padres and their ticket pricing and, yeah. and again you know the last year they had the uh, you know what win five games in the month that, of yeah. June I mean that was a joke that was almost a slap in the face to a ticket package deal but um, again if you have made it this long in the Los Hijos podcast Los Hijos. you're a true one uh, <laughs> and we appreciate you um, so thank you for tuning in this week uh, we got a little bit of a longer podcast this week but we we had some things to talk about, and right, I, I hope good. that uh, I hope you resonated with some of our of our points here. And and at the end of the day, we hope to see you at the ballpark. Oh yeah, follow, find us there on Tuesday, June nineteenth. Come see us. Yeah, we'll let you know uh, next time that we're up in Lake Elsinore. You can come see us there. Um, follow us on Twitter. At yeah, Los Hijos Fan Club. At Los Hijos Fan Club on Twitter. Um, yeah. That's where you'll find all of our, our of our social media and and kind Hit of you know when button. to yeah when when you'll get your podcast. But um, I think with that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up week seven Los Hijos podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Later. Stay classy. Bye. Bye.